All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Welcome in summertime edition of Oilers Nation every day, July 11th. Welcome back. Feels weird not doing it every day. It It is kind of, you kind of sit there and you're like, what am I missing? I feel like there's a chunk of my life just gone at the moment. Yeah, I find myself generally being bored a lot now, just kind of sitting around at home and not doing a whole yeah. lot of a lot. But anyways, we are live at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Liam, you want to know what makes Sherwood Ford the Giant so special? Yes, I, and I already know the answer. All right. Uh, Trans- oh. Sherbucks. Sherbucks. So they have a coffee machine in the back. What kind of, what do you got there? I had a little French vanilla today. I went with a vanilla mocha. Ooh, fancy boys. When in Shoe Park. Wow. That smells good. A little good. hot chocolate in there too. Oh, that's a mocha. Uh, oh, yeah. Right, Usually I don't <laughs> like my coffees that sweet, but when in Sherwood Park <laughs> yes. at Sherwood Ford the Giant, and when you have the opportunity to go to Sherbucks, which is just right back there. Right ooh, back there. Right there. Ooh, you see it? You got to take advantage. Anyways, there's that. It's also their transparent, no-hassle pricing when you're purchasing a newer used vehicle. Showroom's buzzing today. We got this yeah. cool Mach-E4X behind us. Look at the door handles. I guess the... What door handles? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, welcome into Oilers Nation every day. Oh, look at this, too. That's where you charge it, because it's electric. Now, that's electric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome into what we hope is an electric edition of the show. Yes. As always, live from the Sports Closet studio, which again, we're taking on the road today. Check them out, sportscloset.ca. We are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where Wise Kyle is in with the first comment. And he says, hopefully we can get our RFA signed for five and a half or less. Leave us with some room for a defensive upgrade, more depth scoring, and speed. Yep. Wishful thinking, I think, at five and a half. At first, I was always saying five. Then you see the Byram deal come in. You see that Noah Cates deal 
in Philly, and I'm like the new Ooh. hook deal today too. I know there's a lot. What was of the new hook deal? Uh, four years, two point nine. But they got term on it, so they the were term. able to get him down a little bit. I don't uh, think Ryan McLeod's going in there to get. Uh, she maybe is wanting term, and maybe that's beneficial to the team, to be honest. Well, if you can get him at four years under three, that's that has a chance to turn into a value deal down the road. I'm just I'm not sure if you can afford it right now. I'm just using Noah Cates as a comparable six foot one, 24 year old left winger last season in 82 games. He had 13 goals and 25 assists. Okay. Mm. 82 games. He did that. You go look at what Ryan McLeod was able to accomplish in an injury riddled campaign, 11 goals in 57 games. So again, if Noah Cates is out there getting two years by 2.6, we might be foolish to think Ryan McLeod's coming in around two. Yeah. I think, I think now that we're getting close to the arbitration, it's, Concerning. Oh, it, is. it is a little bit concerning. Well, I think the date was August 4th, so they have just under a month to maybe tackle yeah. that and get it done before it's it gets too late and you kind of get screwed one way or the yeah. other, right? So I don't know. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting because if this doesn't go well for the Oilers, then it's likely they have to probably move on from someone and kind of adjust their plans a little bit. Well, the thing that happens is if if McLeod does go to ARB and the Oilers are stuck with an arbitration they don't like you do reopen a 72-hour buyout window. Now, you might be sitting there being like, who the hell do you buy out? It's not ideal. You could probably dump Warren Fogle for nothing. But if no team was going to bite and you needed to save $2.1 million, buying out Warren Fogle is not... It's not going to kill you. No. I want him around. I've been vocal about that on the show many times. But, you know, that's not going to make or break things. I think they would... <laughs> You'd probably able to be able to move him. Yeah, I would guess like CC would be the one. Honestly, I would love to buy out. But then you don't have a replacement there. I'd rather yeah, lose my true. third line left winger than my top or second pairing, even right D man. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's um the problem they would have too is now next season you have the the Connor Brown bonus as well. Hopefully, hopefully he hits ten games, and uh, and then whatever it is on that. What did you say? One something for the year after on Fogel. Yeah, it would be one million as the dead money on Fogel. So you would say there'd be four million dollars dead on your cap. It's probably a situation they wanted to avoid, and hopefully they can just get yeah. something done with McLeod and they don't even go to the court. We're gonna get to your listener questions in the Oilers Nation YouTube chat in just a bit. See what you're all up to. But I got a new article up on the site today, OilersNation.com. Liam, what's the what's the title of my article? Next summer's cap picture for the Edmonton Oilers. You walked me right into this beautifully. Let me take you through the numbers <laughs> that I kind of crunched. I went through the exercise because I saw a lot of people being like, oh, your, your cap picture for next year, it's screwed because of this Connor Brown bonus. And, you know, counter argument number one is the biggest concern for the Oilers is being as competitive as you can be next season. Mm -hmm. It's a win now mode and getting Connor Brown at 775K makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Okay. That's a big win in and of itself. And you got to sacrifice a little next year's cap. If we use cap friendly's current projection of 87.5 million, that leaves the Oilers next season, as of right now, $18.9 million in cap space with seven forwards, four defensemen, two goalies on the roster. Okay. Let's assume McLeod and Bouchard are both getting two year bridge deals that equal out about $5.7 million in cap space. Okay. That's maybe a little on the low end, but I think it's about right. If, if one of them is 2.1, the other one is 3.6. Yeah. We're close. Somewhere I think, right? in that ballpark anyway. So now you're up to a 15 man roster with $10 million in space. 
let's say Dylan Holloway, Raphael Lavoie, Philip Broberg, Marcus Niemelainen. Those are the RFAs next year. I took Niemelainen out of the equation. Vinny Deharnay is a UFA. I looped him in with that group. So again, Holloway, Lavoie, Broberg, Deharnay. Let's say they each average $1.25 million per year to get them on new deals next summer, okay. which is probably fair. Like Lavoie will be cheaper. Deharnay should be a little cheaper. If Holloway and Broberg pop, they could be a little more. If they don't pop, they're probably right around that range. And Deharnay, sorry, would be a UFA. UFA. Okay. But I don't think no one's given Deharnay two plus mil. Next they year. might even just sign him midway through the season. They might. They probably won't right? make it that far. So anyways, averaging $1.25 million for those guys is another $5 million off the books. Now you're up to 19 players on the roster. Once you take away Connor Brown's uh, $3.25 million bonus, that leaves you with $5 million remaining. 10 forwards, 72 goalies. The good news is a lot of guys are still very much locked up. And you would, you would need to replace, obviously, Connor Brown. You could even just replace him with Connor Brown. <laughs> you know, you could just re-sign him and, and bring him back. So... The good news is, yes, a lot of guys are locked in. The big question marks, I think, even like are going to be the year after, I guess. Like, yeah, it'll be the summer of uh, dry side yeah. but I guess that's sinking a bit too it's, far down the line. It's a bit down the road. So again, but also, uh, sorry, Borgo maybe can take a jump. This Jaden Gruby, maybe he has a really good mm-hmm. season in Bakersfield and go. Like people kind of shit on the Oilers' prospects a little bit, but. I actually think they're in a good spot because a lot of guys are close to being able to make that jump. And you don't Petrov need top six forwards. Guy. No, you, need you bottom don't. Six forwards. You need bottom six forwards. Petrov, I think, was the best player at the camp over the weekend. You know, you got Max Warner as well. Like these guys He's, aren't. Just there's gonna, a lot of people who are yeah. very high on Max Warner. Like I don't, I don't think twelve months from now we might be talking about him being a bubble guy. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't think all those guys are obviously going to make the team next season. Uh, two seasons from now, sorry, but they're guys who are going to be within the conversation. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So just again, to walk through the exercise, 18.9 million, that shrinks down to about 15.7 with the Connor Brown bonus. Yeah. McLeod and Bouchard bring that down to 10. The quartet, we'll call them, of Holloway, Lavoie, Broberg, and Deharnay brings you down to five. You got to replace Warren Fogle at that, or sorry, you got to replace probably Matthias Janmark or Warren Fogle one of them, for a million bucks. That brings you down to $4 million. If Connor Brown plays really well, Bring him back four by four. Yeah. Boom, you got enough money to do it, right? Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play well, you have $4 million to go replace him somewhere. The point is, and again, at that point, you would have 12 forwards, 72 goalies on the roster. You're cap compliant with Brown back at $4 million and basically the whole roster back and intact. There are ways they could save money next year. You could look at a Jack Campbell buyout next summer if you needed to. I'm not, or you could try trade him with a pick or retained money, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cody Cece, you could look to move. If Broberg pops, you could maybe look at moving a guy like Brett Kulak next summer. Maybe that's a little bit more appetizing. The point, and you made it, is that the big names are locked up. And yes, they're going to be tied up against the cap. That's also assuming it's 87.5. I've that's heard true. some people say it could go up to 89, 88, 90. Uh, finally. Well, finally, right? <laughs> it needs to take a big jump at some point. I think a lot of people are worried about what the cap picture will look like next summer. And kind of the point of me outlining it is, one, they got better this coming season with the Brown thing. And they had to do that. Hmm. And they're actually not that screwed next year because the cap's going to jump up and there's no major names for them to re-sign. So taking on that dead space, also Ken Holland probably doesn't care because he won't be here next year, but that's like a totally different conversation. The the jump up is just going to help you bring back everybody. Even if it's a little offset by Brown's dead money, you don't have big names to sign so you can afford to take the dead money next year. The year after, you can't do the same thing because like you said... Leon Dreisaitl's up and Evan Bouchard at that point could be up again. Ryan McLeod could be up again. You'll have other important pieces to sign, but 
this year gave the and, and the fact that Ken Holland was willing to commit term to Hyman, to Newt, to Kane, all these guys. The fact that Dry Settle and McDavid were signed long term. Nurse, I know, is signed long term as well. Stuart Skinner, three year deal instead of a yeah. two year or a one year bridge, right? They got that extra year out of them. All of that for key pieces gave them the ability to make this Brown deal. And I don't think it's going to, it's, it hurts a little, but it's not going to kill them next summer. They're not going to have to trade Zach Hyman next summer or do whatever or let Bouchard walk in two years because of it. It's not that much of a killer, is my point. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not, I, to be honest, I didn't really walk through it myself to like see where everyone was kind of at. But I think all Oilers fans kind of know that everyone's everyone's locked in there. Like, just kind of hope that guys like um, like Yanmark and Fogel can be can be stop gaps in a way. And then you got your Holloways and Lavois that take the next step and become real NHL players. I mean, you can get those guys on cheaper deals too. And it kind of, everything will all work out for the team. And if it's Holland or Steos or Brad Holland or whoever it may be, then I think the others will be good to go. So a lot of people are saying I have to be in timeout because I brought up trading or buying out Jack Campbell. That's but that's next now. year. It's yes. a year from now, everybody. Calm down, calm One down. Season two of the show, new rule book. Uh, <laughs> let's get let's catch up with everyone, with what everyone's saying in the chat. The chat line today is brought to you by our friends at Star Mechanical. Find them online, starmechanical.ca. They have a lot of good plumbers on staff, Liam. Yeah, yep, I've heard. Uh-huh. You, you talk about it all the time. All the time. All those Red <laughs> Seal journeymen. Starmechanical.ca. They can also help you with 24-7 emergency repair. You never know when you're going to need it. It's always good. Just save their number in your phone. That's a smart way to do it. I have all our sponsors on my phone. <laughs> Damn right. Sherwood Ford, Starbucks, uh, Sherbucks. Sherbucks. <laughs> uh, um, I got a question for you. Okay, then if we'll get into the chat. Alex DeBrincat finally got traded. Thoughts on the situation, not only with the trade, because I thought the trade itself was actually fairly good both ways. Obviously, Detroit got the scoring. But when you factor get, in what Ottawa gave up for him a year ago? Yeah, like, that doesn't help. But what they got back was still decent. Cooper League's good. good. The prospect they got was at the World Juniors a couple of years ago. He's they got a, a first round boy. pick. Yeah. And then the fourth round pick, kind of whatever. But yeah, when you factor in everything, but considering they were basically, you basically had a no trade list without having a no trade list because they had to sign. So you factor in a trade. But I also want to ask you specifically on the Detroit Red Wings. What, what do you think? They have such a weird team because to me, like Eisenman was like the, the Eisenman plan in Tampa Bay was draft and develop. In Detroit is sign, sign everyone yeah. like, and I don't get it. Like the defense, like you look at it, there's some good players there. Like, um, most cider. I actually like all matter a bit too. Like Jake, uh, Jake Wallman is real good. good, but then you also have Justin Hall, Ben Chirot and Shane ghost is better. I know the ghost deal is one year, so it's kind of whatever, but it's just like, just such a weird thing that's happening. I don't get it. On a Stanley Cup contender, Mata, Hall, Goss, just Baron, Sherrod are third pairing guys. Yes. They have a great top pairing. Cider and Wallman's really, really really good. Really good. They have no second pairing. Zero. And I think when you look at their forward group, isn't it kind of more of the same? They have a a great first line. Right? If you're rolling Larkin, Debrinkat, and Raymond next year, that's really good. And then bunch of third liners is Com- Com- Comfer's good, but like how good's Comfer going to be out of Colorado? Aren't JT Comfer and Andrew Cobb pretty much the yeah, same? Probably. David <laughs> Perron at this point in his career, again, on a Stanley Cup team, he's probably a third liner. Yeah. Clint Costin on a Stanley Cup team is a fourth liner. Sprong's a third liner. Fisher's a third liner. Just a lot of mid on that roster. And their goaltending yeah. isn't a lock to be good next year. Huso didn't have a great season to start in Detroit. James Reimer, 
I mean, Father time defeats all. Like he's a fine backup, but you yeah. never know when that guy's going to fall off a cliff. Rhyme is an interesting case because I think for the last few years, we've all been like, oh, he's on a terrible team. Like he must be good. But if he was good, why is he only getting a deal for 1 million? You know, and I know, I know everything was kind of weird yeah. with the, the cap and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. The, the eyes of plan just seems to be going off the rails a little bit. I don't think they're a playoff team in the Atlantic division. Like we went over it the other day. You've got Boston. Toronto, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, Florida, Detroit, Ottawa, and then who am I missing? Montreal. Yeah. Like, I, I think the five I named on this end in Boston, Toronto, Tampa, Florida, and Buffalo will all be better than Detroit next season, no? Yeah. Like, I just, They're not a playoff. Team. I don't get it. And now they've got these guys. I know, like, some of the guys are only one-year deals, like Gosses, Bear, and Reimer, and I think um, the one other guy, David Perron, has one year left in his deal, too. But it's just like... Well, when are you finally going to kind of take up a step here? Like they have that Shea, uh, Simon Edvinson, I believe, is a top he, prospect. He could be a, a player, man. Yeah. And Probably just, pretty quickly, too. Why aren't you playing him? I just, I'm just very lost in the process they have going on here. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I don't think you're that far off. I think it's, I, it's not being built in the way I thought Iserman would build it. Me too. It's yeah. kind of the confusing part in Detroit. Um, last summer, it was very good. Yeah, last summer they were, it was them, good. Ottawa, and Buffalo. And it was like, who's going to take a jump out of yeah. that crew? And now I think you look at it, and it's very clearly going to be Buffalo. Yes, very clearly. Yeah. Uh, let's dig into what the chat's saying. Shout out to Star Mechanical again. Christopher Palmer, our boy, says, sad news today. Nail Yakupov staying in the KHL yeah. next season. He inked a one-year deal with his hometown team. Yes, I know Wanye is so beat up about this. He's so sad. He brought it up in our weekly meeting. Yeah, we have a weekly Tuesday <laughs> meeting, and you're supposed to give an update on what you're doing, mm-hmm. like for work that week. And Wanya just said he was upset about Yak, and that was it. That was yeah, that was it. Rightfully so. Uh, Christopher Walkling says, "Who's ready for two hours of Oilers Nation every day?" <laughs> Don't have that much time because we're going to test drive. They have an F-150 out there. We're going to test drive Bronco, um, right? And a Mustang. We got a Ford Bronco Sport that we might take off roading this afternoon. Feels dangerous. And a Mustang GT that feels dangerous. I'll be taking that one off-roading, too. <laughs> Don't tell them. Uh, we're going to have some fun <laughs> video content coming out today at uh, Sherwood Ford. Uh, Adam Anderson is in and says, although it feels weird, and once again, sex for Edmonton Radio, congrats on claiming the noon hour. We yes. did it. Finally. Sorry, Bob. Sorry you were so scared. <laughs> I take that back. You're a great man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is like... You know those highlights you'll sometimes see where opponent just throws the puck up the middle and you just pick it off and put it right in? Yeah. We didn't do any work. No, no, no. But we won the noon hour. All we did was uh, not go on the radio. And we, we, took, we took over the internet, people. And we're here to stay. We're going to six hours next year. Well, uh, maybe. Well. Allegedly. We'll see what our boss is. Remember saying. we asked people on our last show? We we're like, hey, should we go to two hours? And everyone was like, no. No, no you're no, good. No. You're good at an hour, guys. That's about enough. Yeah, we, we hear enough of you. Your uh, shitty jokes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We have uh, a good game today. Yeah, we do. We'll get into that. I want to catch I missed the chat. Okay. Tyler me like eight hours of Oilers Nation every day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that would be something. No, probably not. Um, good and you says, are we changing the name of this show to Oilers Nation whenever your M Chuck feels like it? Well, actually, it is a fun little thing. This will be our last show for the next month of just me and you and Aaron. Well, yeah, because next week I'm gone. And then I'm gone for three weeks. You're taking three weeks off? Three-week vacation. Who the hell signed off on that? <laughs> I'm traveling the world, people. Maybe I'll sign in one day from, like, maybe I'll, I'll log in where I'm, wherever I am. Yeah. I'll, uh, I think one of the days, actually, that we'll be doing the show with the time difference, I should be at a uh, Bolton Wonders game. 
Oh, so live from the stadium. We'll see. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Show my in and out. Hold up. Alrighty. What else we got going on here? Uh, some fear about his uh, arbitration. That being Ryan McLeod. Sure. Some people talking about the golf tournament. Hello. Oilers Nation golf tournament coming up on September 1 yep. over at the Millwoods Golf Course. If you head to nationgear.ca now, it's the first thing that pops up. You have two options. One, sign up your squad of four. Thousand bucks, 250 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. Gets you a sweet swag bag, a guaranteed good time. You'll see us there. Yep. Round of golf with your boys, scramble style. And then a great meal after the meal at these things is always very, very good. Delicious. And it all goes to charity as well. It's going to Gregor's grads. Uh, if you are solo and you're like, I don't have three friends, or maybe you have three friends, but they don't golf. You can sign yep. up as a mosaic golfer. One piece, 250 bucks, gets you in the tournament the same way. And you're going to be, I think I'm kind of in charge of making the teams too. Okay. So I'll recognize some names. We could put together some people who are all ON everyday listeners. That'd be cool. Maybe if you're a real life listener, we'll loop a bunch of them together. And me and you, there's a chance me and you might slide into some mosaic teams. That would be nice. I went golfing yesterday and I want people to know that if we golf together, don't be afraid because I will also shank it off to the left and the right and everywhere else. See, I said a personal best the other day, though. Oh, me too. High school. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was good. I went I went to Eagle Rock. You ever golf there? It's a great golf course. I have been out yeah, there before, actually. It's a lovely yeah. old spot. Not bad. It's only, well, from here in Sherd Park, it's only like, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, right down the uh, 14, I think it is, 21, yeah. whatever it is, by Real Bowman. Short. So, yeah, not Real bad. Sure. Uh, people are excited to be back in the chat. I love it. Uh, Tyler Mulek said Noah Cates is also a really good two-way guy. Yeah, that probably gives him a bit more value than a piece like Ryan McLeod. Um, Dangerous Wade says, I don't understand why Holland doesn't just get Liam to negotiate all of his contracts. Why not? We get a lot done. I'll tell you that much. Eric Richards wants to know if you're going to France while you're gone. Uh, uh, Yes, but TBD. Ah. A little crazy in France right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very caught up on my geopolitical issues. It, it looks but. like a lot of the stuff that is going down is not in Paris yet. Mm. But the good news is, if I lose the money, at least I don't have to pay for another hotel in England. I know a couple of people that live there. Yeah, you got connections. Hey? Yeah, so she'll be fine. But we are very aware. Thank you. Reed Graham wants to know, what's the lowest round anyone's ever shot? Uh, my, I shot an 87 once. Mm. And that was... That was elite for me. I don't think I ever broke 90 since. Really? Yeah. I, you don't golf that much though? Like once no, a week? If I, yeah, this year, not so much. Last summer, I was golfing like once, twice a week if I could. But we should have gone today once we test drove the cars. We could have some great golf courses around here. Millwoods is not, it's pretty close. Yeah, actually, it today would have been a great day to just yeah. scatter off to Millwoods. Um, did you do the Puck Doku today? Uh, I'm halfway through. I'm missing I, one. I, do you know what? I, I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest with you, Tyler. My NHL history doesn't go too much further than like 2005. I know what happened, but I don't know where a lot of the players went. So I really struggled to kind of nail down some things. I, I nailed fair. the Boston line very easily. Oh, Mark, that's a good one. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I haven't cracked the uh, the bottom six yet. I'm missing everyone except that bottom middle one. So I'm going to keep this working one? on that. Yeah, but I don't want any spoilers. Oh, so. I got that one. Oh, interesting. Do you want me to tell you? No, because that'll be cheating, and then my group chat will be mad at me. 6% on that one. Oh, that's a good one. Damn. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I need to think long and hard about that. Let's, uh, uh, let's see if anyone <laughs> can guess it in the chat. Odin said 85 made me feel like a professional. When you're having that round of your life, oh, it feels it's good. the best feeling in the world. I, I had um, So me and two of my buddies went to Silvertip in Canmore a few years ago, and I made a bet with my friend that 
whoever had the better score on that day would pay for that person's room for the night. So it was like a $200 bet. And I was killing it all day. And he's way better than me. I'm hitting everything, every green, every fairway, whatever you needed. I get to, I think it's 16 or 17, where it's the par three. Shank it right into the bush. Oh, no. Hit a seven. Oh, really? Just, and I threw my club. I was so annoyed. Bad day. Bad yeah. day. That's annoying. Uh, Maynard says, I'm hearing some Maxine Comtois rumblings. Yeesh. I don't think that's, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think the Oilers can't afford a million dollar player. The Oilers are dealing in 775 or less right now. The Oilers got two bigger projects to worry about before they worry about Maxime Comtois. Exactly. Lavoie not, it's not even signed yet. Yeah. You've got to get Lavoie on there too. It should like, be pretty straightforward with it, him though. He should be for sure. But yeah, like he's not waiver eligible anymore. So like you probably want to keep him up on the roster if he has a good camp. So um, Oilers Nation fan is in. I agree with McLeod. Don't really think he's all that great. Skates around at 100 miles per hour. Doesn't do a whole lot by himself. I would, I think you need to look at his production a little bit closer. 11 goals, 23 points in 57 games. That's what a 16 goal pace or something like that with none of it coming on the power play, two of them coming shorthanded. So you got a guy who's 23 years old, has some size to his game, skates like the wind, can help out on your PK and produces a very respectable amount of offense, getting basically no minutes with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I I think I understand the frustrations with him. He doesn't shoot the puck all that much. Only 78 shots in 57 games last year. You'd like to see that number be up in 57 games. I want him shooting the puck twice a game when you consider how much the puck's on his stick in the offensive zone and off the rush. If he works on his shot a little bit, I think this is a guy who can pop you 18 goals next year. Yeah, I I think so too. And you said all that stuff, right? And the top six thing is the biggest thing for me. Like he plays such a huge role on this team that Nugent Hopkins doesn't have to be that third line center anymore and can play in the top six with Dreisaitl and McDavid. And it just, it allows your big guns to kind of fly a little bit when Brian McLeod can be out there. And you got to think too, what's this now? His second full season in the NHL? Second or third? I think maybe he's played third? 138 career games. He hasn't yeah. even played the equivalent of two full seasons. So I... Uh, Give him time. Yeah, he, he's right there for me. And he's taken, taken huge jumps in the last year. I think he kind of deserves to go to arbitration in a way for himself. I'm obviously a little frustrated by it because you want him, you want every player on a bargain deal because you want your team to win the Stanley cup, but Ryan McLeod does, deserves a little bit of money here. Yeah. And he did the solid last year, right? Yeah. So, uh, one of our summer bits, Liam, although we're not going to be together for the next four weeks. So I think that <laughs> means Aaron will have to sub in for him. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so basically so next week. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. We're calling it the big list. It's brought to you by Betway, 19 plus, please play responsibly. Did you see, before we get into the big list, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. last night? I did. 34% of the public money was on Vladdy to win it, like between plus 300 and plus 400. Really? That is substantial. I am. Um, the home run derby, derby is. I like that you said derby. Yeah, derby. It's <laughs> um, an interesting one. I love it. I like it a lot too. But man, just absolutely gash yourself out. I feel like the longer it goes, like the more exhausted you get. Like that uh, Julio Rodriguez, 41. Dude. That is crazy. But how sweet was it? He came up and hit like five of his first six pitches out of the yard. And like that place was rocking. It was so cool. But you're right. He gassed himself. Even saw Vladdy at the end of the first round when he started to get in a bit of a groove and then he kind of started to get tired. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of stopped with 10 seconds after he was like, I'm done. He easily beat Mookie, but. You kind of want to go second in a way. 
Because then you know the you tone know, you yeah. have to hit. Like, like I mean, if Julio could have gone second, yeah, then he would have stopped at twenty eight. Who exactly. knows, right? Like, like Pete Alonso goes up, and yeah. you kind of know you're not smacking forty two home runs, right? Yeah. So you know you can balance yourself. A but good bit. for Vladdy. I want a little Very bit of money fun, off yeah. it. Shout out to Betway for that one. Second Thanks. Cuban to ever do it. Yeah, the ESPN <laughs> said he was. Graphic said he was Cuban. He's. Definitely, he's a handful of things. He's definitely not Cuban. Yeah, he's definitely not Cuban. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, big list today. Kind of a little bit inspired by uh, the fact that it's baseball's midsummer break here. Mm-hmm. Liam, we are going to be going with the five worst unwritten rules in sports. These yeah. are things that are not technically in the rule book. They are things that happen and that are a part of the code, if the- you want to call it that. So feel free in the YouTube chat. Drop it in there. <clears throat> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good news says you guys made it 27 minutes before switching sports. Record? Come on. <laughs> this next segment is going to be about a lot of other sports. Again, we are ranking mm-hmm. our five worst, worst, the ones we hate, unwritten rules in all of sports. So uh, let's get going. I will take my first one off the board here, Liam. And it is in baseball, anytime you are intentionally hitting a batter. You know, you see a lot of like the guy pimps a home run, yeah. guy celebrates a little bit too much, whatever it is. Guys getting a little mouthy and the pitcher just beans up. I mean, there are very few things in sports where you're like, that could very easily kill someone or like permanently damage them in a significant way. Throwing a baseball 98 miles per hour at someone could definitely do that if it slips a little bit. So my number one is intentionally hitting a batter. Yeah, I think that one's fair. Although I did see the Joe Kelly clip the other day of when he beamed that guy on the Yankees and I kind of was all for that. I think it's weird in baseball how quickly they'll jump to that. Like, I'll just bean them. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Seems extreme. Just chirp them on first. Uh, A common one that's coming into the chat. Mulek and Odin both said it. Um, It's uh, fighting after a clean, clean hit in hockey. That's good. I don't know if I'm with that one. Because the one that, and this comes to mind, I can't remember who spoke about it, but it was the Calgary one this year when um, Cadre got laid out. And yeah. Dylan Dubé kind of just jumped in and everyone's like, Dubé didn't even see it. 
But what he did see was his teammate hurt. flow on the ice. Yeah, so I'm kind of 50-50 I didn't have that on one it. on my list for that yeah. reason because I'm 50-50 on it. What's your first? Uh, my first one is... We got it there? Uh, I'll just read it. Yeah. Dribbling out the clock in basketball. Now, this one goes both ways for me. Okay. Number one, I think it's okay that players go and challenge those players who are like who are up big and then like try and get more points. But number two, people get mad when they shoot. Clough's still running, baby. It's professional sports. You can do what you want. No one's gonna go home and cry to the mum. Yeah. Like the game on. I think it, I think I should be it's stupid. It's stupid that people take so much uh respect against yeah. it, I guess. Someone in the, the chat here, Odin also said not being allowed to hit home runs when you have a big lead. Yes. That goes along the same thing. Similar. Like, I hate that in baseball. And people are like, oh, they're running up the score. It's like, it's professional sports. <laughs> yes. If your feelings are hurt, you're a millionaire. You'll be Boo, fine. You know? You'll be fine. All right. My, uh, my number two on my list, this one really, really bugs me. I almost put it in my number one slot. It is the whole don't step on the team's logo in the locker room in hockey. Ooh. It drives me nuts. I hate it so much. When you're playing in the game, you skate over your team's <laughs> logo multiple times throughout That's the course true. of the game. Think of all the other places where the team's logo could be on the concourse of the arena. Maybe you have like a cool thing on the ground. The logo's there. People step on it. Mm-hmm. The idea that like media get in trouble and people are just like, don't step on the logo, don't step on the logo. It's very dumb. It's a piece of carpet. You're fine. Uh, what my argument for with you is, put it on the roof. That too. Why are roof. you putting it on the ground if it's held in such high regard? The whole no stepping on the team's logo in the room is incredibly stupid. Yeah, that's a silly one. Okay, my second one here. Let me pull up my phone. Over celebrating. People who get mad at these athletes who do something huge and then... Oh, the whole act like you've been there before? Uh, thing? Yeah, I hate screw that. off. There's a big moment, no matter what it was, right? And it's uh, the... The Batista bat flip one is a big yep. one for me. The nail Yakupov knee slide. Great. Huge you know moment. Many kids love that? Yeah, I love it. Like, exactly. Yakupov, that was his first big goal in the NHL. And maybe it was a bit much. Oh, who gives a fuck? To yeah. be honest, like, yeah. come on. Let's have some fun in sports. Uh, Mulek was actually with you. He commented this before you said yours. Uh, anything along the lines of not being able to celebrate sports is entertainment. Yep. Uh, someone else said in hockey, you can run out the clock, but like you really can't. You dump and chase to some extent yeah. and whatnot, but like in hockey, you never, I know score effects is kind of a thing because you'll go into the more like defensive prevent mm-hmm. defense, but you never just like see someone stand behind the net for like, a minute and a half just being like, oh, let's just run run this bad boy out. It doesn't yeah. happen the same way it does in some other sports. Um, what else do we got going on in the chat here? Some people are pushing back on me. Mulek said, I'm a firm believer in the locker room. Don't step on the logo. Keep it clean. Uh, Dangerous Wade said, carpet logo is more important than colorized, fro- colored frozen water logo. That just illustrates my point. If it's so important, don't put it on the floor. And what we're, we're saying that the carpet version of the logo is yeah. that like carpet is something we're holding in high regard now. Like that's the only difference here. Cause clearly it's not the logo. It's the fact it's carpet. Depends on the carpet, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number three on my list, Liam is in baseball. And this happened with the Jays not that long ago. No bunting to break up a no hitter. Mm-hmm. I think this one, it kind of goes along your first one as well, but like throwing a no hitter is hard. Yes. And also bunting is legal and a fine way to get a hit. The idea that it's like you can bunt for a base in the first inning, second inning, third inning, fourth inning. But if you're in like the sixth inning and you're getting no hit, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. you can't bunt now. Now is like, it's just so arbitrary and nonsensical. So I have no bunting to break up a no, no in my three spot. 
this is the only one we had that was exactly the same, Tyler. Oh, I, really? This is the one I had on there too. I, I'm with you. Who, who cares if they're trying to have a perfect game? You know what you're trying to do? Win. Win. Win the game. Yeah. Not up to you. It's not down to you <laughs> to get that guy a perfect have game. Your, th- your third baseman can make the play. Yeah. How about yeah, that? Hey. You know, it's the same. It'd be like, again, like, if you're arguing that, it'd be like, oh, man, this guy was swinging out of his shoes when he had a no-hitter. Yeah. Like, are you supposed to just lay over him? Like, all right, just take it easy. If we get a hit, we get one. If not, it's fine. This guy's pitching good. Or so it, dumb. Or it's like a, in hockey, if like Jack Campbell had that shutout going super late against San Jose and it was mm. like 7 nothing. It's like, why is San Jose shooting? He's got his own pace for a shutout. It's just like, no, like, it's not oh, you. It's not that, your goal. That reminded me that I wanted to change my fifth one, but I'll I'll make it a okay. I'll make it a honorable mention at the end. Uh, number four in hockey, no touching the conference final trophy. They've kind of uh, gone yeah. away from this one recently. Swayed, yeah. I love in baseball that when they win the division, when they win a playoff round, they celebrate. It's a long season, and you. I, I think it's important to celebrate the milestones along the way. You kind of hear guys even talk about like when they won the Stanley Cup. Like their best memories are okay, winning the cup. But their best memories are the moments along the yeah. way, and they wish they would have savored it a little bit more because you're so caught up in the moment. There's nothing wrong when you win the conference. Stepping back and being like, "God damn, we accomplished something pretty cool here." No touching the conference final trophy, number four. Yeah, I like that one a lot, actually. Um, so my last two, a both soccer related ones. So this one, I might seem like a bit of a, a douchebag for saying this one, but having to kick the ball out for an injured player. I don't and think, soccer. yes. I didn't even know that was a thing. So Continue. it's supposed to be like a sportsman thing. Yeah. And I agree. Like, obviously, sometimes there's occasions where a guy is seriously hurt. However, it shouldn't be down to the players to determine when that moment is. The officials on the field should be able yeah. to know when that has occurred. And that's it. Because sometimes, you know, in, in men's league, it's a bit different. But in professional, like, this guy's flying around everywhere if you give him a little flick. So you don't really know who's hurt and not hurt. So I think that needs to be eliminated. Uh, Brent is in and says, brutal take on the logo. The dressing room is sacred. If the logo in the locker room was so <laughs> sacred, don't put it on the floor where people need to walk. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand it at all. I think it's so dumb. It's a piece of carpet. If the team has a welcome mat outside the doors of their arena with their logo on it, do you not step on that? Like, you know, you know what I mean? It's just mm. such a dumb little thing. It I'm like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Although every time I see a logo, I do avoid it. If it's on carpet. Mm-hmm. Dave Lund says, if the bunt is to break up the no-no but won't help you win, do you still say go for it? Why not? I don't want to get no hit. How do you know what? If, how do you know that doesn't like ignite something? Exactly. You never know. You I can't know. give away outs. Like it's a shitty thing yeah. to do. I'm not denying that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm crazy. sure the pitcher will be mad at you, but I just think the idea of like you're a bad sport for doing Again, it. Again, that one is like my professional sports one. Whatever. Yes. Okay. And my last one, I need to preface it. Big, big preface. Okay. Okay. This is not for professional sports. My fifth one is only (laughs) for amateurs and people like us. Okay. People make way too big of a deal of stepping on someone's line when you're just playing at a local golf (laughs) course. Okay. (laughs) When you are playing wherever, beautiful courses around the city, Millwood's golf course included. When you're playing, someone makes a putt and they go pick up their ball and someone goes, I. Come on, I, that's in, right in my line. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're golfing at two o'clock in the afternoon, 80 people have already st- walked all <laughs> yes. over that green. How many divots aren't fixed along that green? Yeah. How many bumps are there? Like, again, we're not shooting at Augusta here. And in the pros, I get it because every little thing could be big difference money wise, mm-hmm, all of sure. that. And I know I'm probably going to catch some flack from the golf hardos that are probably watching the show right now. 
But when you're at a local course, the greens are, they're, not they're the kind of compromised already. <laughs> yeah. Even if they're immaculate, they're compromised already. Yeah. And I don't think it's a big deal if you're making a 14 foot putt, if someone happened to maybe step on the edge of your line, it's not worth the freak out that some people make. Sure, you can be courteous of it and, and yeah, mindful sure. of it. But the people who see it happen are like, whoa, no, I'm never going to make this 14-footer for bogey. <laughs> yeah, Come it's on. It's your fault. Yeah. I, uh, I'm glad you prefaced that to say that's for amateurs because I read it and I thought, man, that's a, it's a big deal in professional mm-hmm. golf. But yes, when I went golfing the other day, there was no regard for the line. Just yep. walk where you got to walk. I'm going to miss it anyway. I'm yep. going to hope that you give me a gimme when I put it close enough to the hole. Uh, my final one. And I don't know how people are going to respond to this one. That's why I put it last. Not allowing players to wear a jersey that isn't retired yet. Oh. I don't like that. If it's if it's not retired, then it should be available to wear. Ryan Smith, 94? I mean, it's a bold one to take, but it's an option for the team. Yeah, that's fair. If it's actually that important, retire it. If it's that important, retire the jersey. That's my that's kind fair. of my big thing. There's obviously yep. some... Stuff in it, like unfortunate things, like maybe a player gets seriously injured or like a death, unfortunately. But like maybe avoid yeah. those ones. But for the most part, like the numbers there, snap it up. There you go. Unless, yeah, yeah that's my that's my take on the fifth one. Fair enough. Do you agree or disagree with that one? Because the big thing for me yeah. was, was like it, in in soccer is a big one. It was like, oh, he's wearing number seven. I just think it's, it's like, like, what does it matter? Yeah, you know. I just think it's maybe not worth the headache sometimes for players. Sure. The Pugliarvi one was dumb, actually. That one was (laughs) on everyone else, not on JP. Like, you can wear 98. That's fine. But, like, if a player were to come down and wear 94, I'd be like, bold. And probably not the best way to endear yourself to the fan base (laughs) would be my counter argument. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. Like, you gotta, you gotta be good to do it. But if it's that, grab it. I don't see, I don't see the issue. Christopher Palmer, that's the difference between 99 and 100, Tyler. Come on, man. Um, yeah, like that's just kind of my beef with it is like, again, you're not playing on the pros. The greens are not immaculate. Yeah, like, Someone made the joke that sometimes <clears throat> stepping on my line will help me make the putt. Like, And again, hey, if your putt is going right for the hole and right where a guy stepped, it bumped and lipped out. Just take it. Just take it. Who cares? It's your own score. Bro. Yeah. Do whatever you want. You're not playing professional golf. Yeah, the people find who, yourself. The people at the local courses who take the rules, like there needs to be some sort of order. I get that. And golf is a sport that's <laughs> kind of built on those fundamentals. But some people take it way, 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 way too seriously. I went golfing, like I said, the other day. And I, so I went with my girlfriend and we got, we actually got paired up with two random people who fortunately enough, we actually knew, but didn't know we were going with. Okay. Them. So I'm golfing with them and my ball shockingly goes into the trees and goes into the fence. And the guy goes, take a club length. I'm like, buddy, I'm throwing this thing out of the tree. It's like, yeah. it's my score. I will take it how I like. And he's like, oh, you're just not even going to use a club? No, I'm going to move it out of the tree so I don't end up here for the rest of my round. I paid $60 for this. I'm going to enjoy myself. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, what else do we got going on in the chat here? A lot of argument about my logo on the floor of the locker room <laughs> thing. I just put it on the roof if it's that it's important. That you made a great point with that. Oh, and my honorable mention, when broadcasters or anybody says the word shutout during a goalie's performance. You think the, goalie, the goalie can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, if we're watching the game at a bar and I go, oh, damn, he's eight minutes away from a shutout. <laughs> You said it. You <laughs> Skin know, is not going to shut out game I, one. When now. I do play by play, I make a point of doing it. 
it's you're it's really? just oh and again like i get it that it's fun right it's like a yeah. fun little like oh i don't say it don't say it but the people who are like he jinxed it what and they like get mad it's like whoa again kind of yeah. like stepping on a line it's like hey you stepped on my line lol joke about it whatever you're fine with the people who are like mad someone in here was like my dad once chewed me out for three minutes because i stepped on his line for a three-foot putt it's like you're fine everyone's fine um same thing with shutout like if you want to joke about it sure but the people who actually get mad about it you're a loser christopher palmer asked for an honorable mention i only have one pretty much all unwritten rules are dumb if they're if they're that important make them a rule yeah that's kind of that's kind of my thing uh, that was a fun one. What do we have an idea for next week yet? Or does Aaron have to choose that one? I think we're gonna make Aaron come up with yeah. it. Aaron, it's on you, Kate. Roger that. I got a couple ideas already in the brain. Do and you want to hear them now? Sure, let's yeah, hear let's some of your it. ideas. Okay, so some of them I saw some in the chat here, but one that I thought would be a great idea is like the worst mistakes in sports history. Now, oh. whether that being contracts, whether that being like Bill Buckner letting the first baseball go through his legs, I thought that <laughs> there could be a lot of spin to go with that one. What do you think? I got, I got it. I got one locked in. Do you have any other ideas? Let's give like, do we have a couple? Potentials? I got some. I wanted this one just that I thought would be visually appealing was if you guys picked your favorite logos in the four major sports, but that's been kind of done before. Yeah. Exactly. Well, something like that. I asked in the chat. So if anybody has any ideas, we got a whole week to prepare. All right. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> all right. We got you a whole week. So, so tune in, tune in next week when it's Liam and Aaron on the show on Tuesday, yeah. cause I'm on vacation. Um, and we'll see, see what the big list is for next week. We'll do that. Hopefully have some Oilers news to chat about as well. Um, a lot of you throwing in your biggest mistakes in sports in there. Yeah. Um, that's a conversation. The, 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 one. Yeah. That's a real, that could turn into a really, really uh, long conversation there. Um, so there you go. There's our big list and a couple of uh, honorable mentions brought to you by our friends at Betway 19 plus please play responsibly. Wimbledon's on. You yes. getting in, getting in on betting on Wimby. No, I, I've not been looking at uh, the bets on it, but I saw there was the uh, the big upset today in the women's. The oh really? I believe both underdogs made it to the semifinals nice. of it of uh, played today, and then round uh, Milos Raonic had a pretty good tournament, I believe too. But F one was yep. this past weekend. Landon Norris, big one, the British Grand Prix, two British drivers on the podium. Hmm. And then also, did you see, have you heard the thing about the F1 movie that they're filming? No. So Brad oh, Pitt. Yeah, I, actually, you're right. I saw some pictures of yeah. the story. And so Brad Pitt and his co-star, I don't know his name, are filming this F1 movie, but they essentially were the the 11th team on the track. So they would like did some practice laps with them on the track, I believe, and like walk down to everything. And just so in the movie, when you watch it, it'll be those shots from Silverstone this past weekend, which it's very cool. But uh, coming up is the, the, the Open is next weekend. Oh, yeah. The first oh, weekend I'm fun. in England. That's so great. That'll be a good one. I'm You're not excited. getting out to it, are you? No, I think it's I, I think it's in St. Andrews this year. Yeah. So I, I'll be in London the first few days I get there. Um, there was another good one in here. People were talking about golf rules. Tyler Mulek said wearing a collared shirt. I'm kind of with that, especially when it's cold out. I want to golf in a hoodie. I am golfing in a hoodie and no yeah. one will stop me. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, that's probably a good one. I like wearing collared shirts because I like I like the look of it. I yeah. like the vibes. You know, look good, play good. But if someone was golfing in like whatever, just a plain athletic t-shirt, I wouldn't be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. It's just like, whatever, man. Wear whatever you want. We both paid the same to be here. I don't really care. <laughs> uh, someone else said, let me listen to music while I golf. And I'm on the fence with that one. And then I saw Jack Williams comment and it's perfect. 
play music from your cart. But if I can hear you from another hole over, yeah. turn your music way down. I agree. I if anyone can hear you that is outside of your little bubble, wherever you are on the course, it's too loud. I agree. I'm not really it's like supposed a ma- to be quiet and relaxing. If the music helps you relax, have at her. I don't want to hear it though. I'm not, a massive, I'm not a massive music I'm guy. I'm not either. Uh-oh. Show Park bike gang going by here. Liam, they're like eight. Uh, you can never be too sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that really derailed you, eh? That threw you right. <laughs> can we fast forward the F1 talk? All right. Shell Iverson said I look hungover. I'm definitely not hungover. It's a Tuesday. Which I guess, you know, I've been hungover on Tuesdays before, but I'm not yeah. hungover right now to answer your question. Uh, a lot of fun being out of short forward for today's edition of the show. I see the F-150 we're test driving. Oh yeah, that looks a nice one. The F-150's engine provides ample towing and hauling capabilities, ensuring that the owners can tackle demanding jobs with ease. Liam, did you know that? No, I did not. What other threats do you have, Tyler? We're going to be test driving a Ford Bronco, which I think is right there. That yep. gray one. That looks, oh, that looks Ford nice. Bronco Sport stands out with its distinctive and rugged design. Features like the available front tow hooks, never known you need them, Ooh. skid plates, and all-terrain tires contribute to its off-road aesthetic. Very nice. We're also going to be driving a Mustang GT, not just any Mustang, a Mustang GT. Features That's an cool. iconic design that pays homage, homage, homage. <laughs> To the classic Mustangs of the past, its muscular and aggressive stance, distinctive front grille, and sleek lines contribute to its timeless appeal. Must, there you go. What was it? What was the last thing you said? I had a pun, but I missed it. Ah. Shout out to Short for the Giant for having us for today's show and for being a big sponsor of all of our off-season shows. Also, to the Sports Closet for always letting us bring the Sports Closet studio on the road. Betway, the Oilers Nation Open, which is coming up September 1st. Find out how you can get in at nationgear.ca as well as Cornerstone Insurance, cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes. Use the discount code NATION for an exclusive rate. If you're looking to get insurance, maybe you come to Sherwood Ford, you get a new vehicle, you got to get it insured. You do what I did with the Nation truck. You go to Cornerstone Insurance, use that promo code NATION, get yourself a banging deal. Ain't that right? Brand Synergy. Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks to everyone who tuned in on the Oilers Nation uh, YouTube. We'll be back again next Tuesday with a new edition of the show. Keep it locked on the channel, though. Hit subscribe for some other podcast-related content. And some stuff we're doing Thursday includes the Nation Real Life Home Run Derby. Yeah. So look for that new episode of Nation Real Life to find out if any of us could hit the ball out of Remax Field. Doubtful. And Friday, Oodle Noodle has a new hot, hot box. And we're doing, me and you are doing, or no, you, me and Jay, then it's you and Aaron are doing the hot, hot box challenge where you have to answer questions while you try to eat the hot, hot box. All right. There my palate is mild, but I will do my best. So is mine. Uh, that is a wrap on today's edition of the show. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again next Tuesday. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.